Hello, and welcome to Tarot Closet Reflections, where we discuss spirituality and tarot for the low-key and undercover. I am your host, Hawthorne. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. It's Hawthorne here. I'm recording this early in the morning, so excuse the scratchy voice. But let's jump back in with part two of honoring our ancestors and working with our ancestors. Now, briefly in the last podcast, I discussed exactly why ancestor veneration is so important. I had talked about the different cultures and how this is a concept that has been around for millennia. And I also talked about what I believe to be the major different types of ancestors, which, of course, were ancestors of blood, which are ancestors you're related to, ancestors of the heart. These are people that, you know, basically held an important space in your heart. Um, They were pretty much like family to you, but they weren't related to you. And then ancestors of the spirit, um, you know, people who are a part of your particular tradition or um, spiritual leaders, things like that, that you look up to. So, working with our ancestors, now that we covered the types of ancestors um, and why we work with them, I'm just going to go over some of the ways we can work with them. Um, in general, there are like two main components, I feel, when working with your ancestors. And that is um, creating an altar, creating a special place for them. And also um, your ancestors praying, praying to your ancestors. I just like to call it talking to them. I know some people say praying to their ancestors, but something about that word phrasing feels weird to me. So I just, I just like to call it talking to them. But anyways, the altar, when it comes with working with your ancestors and setting up an altar, yes, some traditions have a specific way in which you're supposed to lay out your altar and the things necessary to go on that altar, but Honestly, do what feels right by them. Setting up your ancestor altar doesn't necessarily have to be something super duper fancy or elaborate. If you, you know, if you just have like a bookshelf already, you you might kind of already have this in your house. If you think about it, I'm sure you have like some frames of past loved ones, your grandma, your grandpa, auntie and them. You know, you already have those pictures in a frame. Perhaps they're sitting on your bookshelf or your fireplace mantle or, you know, a table, coffee table in your house. Boom. There you go. You basically have the beginnings of an ancestor altar. Um, and so what I like to do for my ancestor altar is that I like to have pictures of them and then I also like to have 
the representation of the four elements on my ancestor altar. So we have incense for air, a nice clean glass of water, um, excuse me, candle for fire, and maybe like some crystals. Some crystals, some people use graveyard dirt or just dirt in general for earth. And then in addition to that, I may add like some of their favorite things. Like my one grandfather loved Andy's mints. <laughs> it was his favorite candy. So I have a, a small bowl of those sitting there for him. Um, you know, I have another ancestor that likes flowers so sometimes I'll put out fresh flowers or I'll keep a nice plant on the table and I'll water it every time I sit down and talk with them. And this altar basically is a sacred and special place for you to spend time with them, remind you of your ancestors and you know even though it's not fancy you still want it to look nice and appealing um in many ways this is kind of going to be their home this is going to be their meeting spot for you so they they know okay whenever she needs to talk with us or sit down with us this is where they're going to meet you um so it's important to keep things you know looking neat despite how simple it might be it serves as a place of remembrance, a place for you to put these items that if it's something that you think resonates with your ancestor. And it's something that you think basically there are no limits to what you can and cannot put on your ancestor altar. Is something that your particular ancestor would like, then I don't see why you can't put it on there. Just, you know, keep it respectful. Yeah, just keep it respectful. Also, I like to, whenever I come to sit at my altar, you know, you want to make sure the altar and the area around it is clean. Also want to make sure you yourself are clean. You know, don't come sitting down to your ancestor altar and you just like dug around out in your garden or you know long day at work and you're frustrated and you're mad and you're upset about work don't come sitting down at your ancestor altar all upset and frustrated and mad because you want to make this a positive experience for you and for them um, and so if you're always coming to sit down at the altar and you're mad and frustrated all the time, I mean, how would you feel if your friend only talked to you when she was mad and frustrated? <laughs> so think about it in that sort of way. Next, I guess we'll talk about ancestor prayers. Um, and you can do this without even having an altar before you ever have an altar, um, just by simply communicating with them. Um, praying to your ancestors really aren't any different from if you, like, pray to deities or your spirit guides. You're basically just having a conversation with them, communicating them directly, communicating to them directly. Um, and 
keep in mind that our ancestors can and do communicate us in different ways, whether that's, you know, through our dreams, when we're in meditation, sudden insights, things like that. Um, but, however, we can only communicate to them through talking, praying. Um, me personally, I like to communicate and talk to my ancestors after I've had my meditation setting, session, after I have sat down to meditate for 10-15 minutes, grounded myself, centered myself. Then, after I do that, then's the time that I like to communicate to my ancestors and um, talk to them. I mean, prayers don't have to be elaborate. Mine is pretty simple. You know, I I just start off with, you know, dear ancestors, thank you for your life here on earth and your life continuing on in spirit. I welcome you into my life. I pray that you bless and guide me throughout my day and you teach me what ever you can and basically that's how I start my ancestor prayers and then you know sometimes if there's something that I'm asking their specific guidance on or need their advice on then I might talk a little bit about that but you know I think the best thing is to just keep it simple make it personal um you know these are your family um Basically, when talking to your ancestors, as I said, just, you know, simply address them as your ancestors. If you know them by name, even better. If there's one particular ancestor that you're really interested in building a connection with, building a bond with, then, yeah, say, you know, hey, Grandpa so-and-so, you know, I'd really like to talk to you, communicate with you today about something you know, if if there's a particular ancestor that you're you're called to work with or that you want to work with, then do that. Um, by giving them just a simple welcome every day in your life, um, as time moves forward, you'll start seeing them show up in different ways. Um, as I said, you have to be open. Open your mind to the ways in which they may show up in your life. Sometimes there'll be a certain fragrance or a scent that reminds you of your ancestor. Like if your grandma wore a specific perfume all the time. Sometimes, you know, maybe over time you'll start smelling her perfume kind of around you or in your vicinity and stuff. And that can be a sign that, you know, she's here, she's there, she's with you. Um, you know, some people... Um, their ancestors send them feathers from, you know, different birds or a specific type of bird. And, um, that's their sign from their ancestors that that particular person is there with them, um, with them. So, you know, just be open-minded about the ways in which they can show up in your life. Um, and as I mentioned, over time, you will begin to know and feel them. 
um, like you can with um, any any other spirit guides that you work with. The more attention you give them, the more you will notice them. If you want to, your prayers can be more complex, more elaborate. Um, you know, there are in specific traditions, specific chants and incantations that they use when communicating with their ancestors. And if that's what you feel called to do, and if that's what you want to do, go for it. Um, you know, there's no limit to how many times a day you have to communicate with your ancestors, or, you know, you can only communicate with your ancestors on, you know, Wednesdays or something. So, Find whatever works best for you. I like to try to set aside a time each week, specific day, specific time, sit down each week and communicate with them. I mean, even if I don't necessarily pray to them or talk to them, I just like to sit at the altar, remember them, um, and thank them for being a part of my life. You know, without their life, I wouldn't be here. So I just like to take a moment to remember them and sit there. Even just in silence, just sit there meditating. Um, also, uh, another thing you can do for your ancestors is offer them gifts. And this is a final way we can work with our ancestors by offering them gifts. These gifts are just a way to show your appreciation and to thank them. There are many different things you can leave for your ancestors. Um, basically, I like to leave things that I know that they'll like. Um, they are still family. They are still, in essence, people. So... Be mindful of what you give them. Don't give them anything that they probably wouldn't like in real life. Um, for myself, uh, I like to always offer fresh flowers as a gift. Um, placing flowers on my altar every so often as a remembrance to them. Um, I, If I know this particular ancestor has a favorite flower, then of course, I'll try to give them that particular flower. Um, yeah, and for that ancestor, I'll try to give them that particular flower. But so far, I I don't have any ancestor that has a particular flower that they like or hasn't been revealed to me yet. So I just pick up a lovely bouquet. As I mentioned, for one of my grandpa's, he likes Andy's mints, so I have and I keep a small amount of them on the altar for him. Um, um, some people like to also offer their ancestors food, so sometimes around the holidays they'll set out a portion of food on a plate for the ancestors. Um, Um, set out a portion of food for the ancestors and um, give it to them as well. Um, other ancestors burn food offerings if that's something that your 
culture does. You can do that as a way of offering food to your ancestors and spirits. Some bury the food in their yard. Others throw it in the woods for the animals to eat. It's all up to whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, also keep in mind that, you know, there may be some taboos in various cultures about what you can and can't give to the ancestors. So if you have a specific tradition that you're following, just look into it and see what they consider the best ways of honoring the dead. Also, in many traditions, libations are a thing that they give to their ancestors. It's just where if you're drinking, you're drinking, typically it's with alcohol, but if you're drinking alcohol or even water, um, before you take a sip, before you share the bottle with someone else, you pour out a small portion, usually on the ground or if you're at your altar, in a cup to your ancestors, um, offering them the first drink, honoring them, respecting them in that way. Um, and um, So, as I mentioned, by honoring any traditions that your culture or religion has, you are, in, in essence, honoring your ancestors in that way as well. Um, these traditions, after all, were, an were ancestral in many cases. So, this podcast has covered a little bit into my discovery into the importance of ancestral veneration, um, the types of ancestors there are, and a few of the ways that you can work with your ancestors. Your ancestors are a part of who you are. They are powerful allies and can teach you things you can't imagine. And they will always have your back and be there for you. Your ancestors are still here in this life and in this world However, just in a different form. There are many different ways you can work with them. Once you start working with them and getting to know them, you will find more and more ways and more reasons to work with them. Um, while working with my ancestors is still something fairly new to me, I have already been able to sense and feel the importance of including this in my practice. Uh, I'm constantly learning something new about them, about their life while they are here on earth, and the more I keep an open mind, the more I see them show up in my life. These are your allies, and I feel that you're ancestors can help you develop more spiritually and in a lot of traditions one's spiritual power is directly linked to how strong their relationship is with their ancestors and I feel that it can be an important learning tool 
on your spiritual journey, working with your ancestors. It is my hope that anyone who has listened to this podcast will maybe start to develop an interest in working with their ancestors. Hopefully you can use this as a jumping off point to maybe start your own practice to incorporate honoring your ancestors in your daily life um, or in your rituals. And I hope that over time you too will find the comfort and the spiritual growth that you'll gain with working more with your ancestors. It is my hope that anyone who has listened to this podcast will start to develop their own relationship with their ancestors and start to realize the spiritual power and comfort in your ancestral grace and guidance. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you have enjoyed it. Have a wonderful day and a great rest of your week. Once again, I'd like to thank you for joining me on Tarot Closet Reflections. If you have any questions or would like to connect with me further, you can look for me on Instagram at tarot underscore closet underscore reflections. There I'll often post my daily tarot draws as well as other topics related to tarot and spirituality. I'd love it if you'd connect with me and comment down below. Share with me any ideas or tips that you might have to better this podcast. As with anything, I hope that this podcast will spark some discussion, perhaps answer any questions or give you useful advice in your own spirituality or tarot practice. As with anything, take what resonates and leave the rest behind. I am your host, Hawthorne. Have a wonderful day or evening. Thank you.